Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the career strategy podcast for BIPOC folks in their 20s and 30s trying to figure out their next career move. I'm your host, Priscilla Weninger Bolcha, Latinx career coach, former talent recruiter, and human capital management consultant. Each Friday, I'll share an actionable tip to help you on your career change journey so that you can job search with confidence, land amazing job offers, and get on with your life. Let's get started. Hey everyone, how's it going? I am really excited to bring to you a special episode. So I'm actually going to share a snippet from my personal branding training that I did in January for my community. And what I want to introduce to you here is in the training, I talked about two different kinds of job seekers, okay? I talk about Clueless Clint, who is your average job seeker and doesn't know how to prepare answers to questions like, tell me about yourself, which is a personal branding question. And then I also present to you Sharp Shana, who is someone who does understand personal branding and does know how to talk about herself in a way that really sets her apart from everyone else. And she's able to really answer the question, tell me about yourself in a way that differentiates herself from others. So that is what this little part of the training is about. And if you want to listen to the whole training, it's a one hour training that I did on everything that you need to know about personal branding in the job search. You can go to the show notes and click on the link. And if you sign up for that, you will get the video sent to you so that you can watch it on your own time. And I give you a process for how to do your personal branding prep work. Okay. Now, when you listen to this clip, I'm going to reference some questions that I had shared earlier in the training. And these questions are very basic questions that you get during the job search process, whether you're networking or you're interviewing for a job. So these are questions like, tell me about yourself, walk me through your resume, what are your strengths, what are your superpowers, why do you think that you're a fit for this role? Like questions that sort of like put you on the spot a little bit and ask you to persuade the recruiter or the hiring manager or the person who you're networking with as to why you would be a fit for the role or just to ask you like a little bit about yourself. And when they're asking you that, that is just another way to ask Why should you be hired for this role? Why are you a fit for this role? Why does this make sense, right? So that is what I talk about. I'm gonna give you in this webinar clip two very different answers, very different examples to explain to you how to use personal branding, why it really makes a difference in your job search activities. All right, y'all, enjoy and talk to you later. Okay, I'm gonna introduce our two personas or two friends for today. This is what's going to really bring this to life. Okay. So on the left, we have clueless Clint. Okay. He is your average job seeker. He, when he gets these questions, the ones that I just showed you, he internally freaks out. Okay. And maybe part of you identifies a little bit with Clint. You're like, I freak out too when I get those questions. Right. And he feels very like put on the spot. Like he's like, whoa, haven't even thought about this. Right. What's my superpower? I don't know. Right. That's a very common response. And Clint is either going to start rambling, kind of like just start (laughs) saying things and see what, see what sticks, or he's going to say a few words and then he's going to abruptly just stop. Okay. What happens is he gives very low quality answers that only scratch the surface. So he's going to say things like, um, I'm a hard worker. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with saying you're a hard worker, but anyone could say that, right? Like anyone can say, 
I'm a hard worker. There is no evidence or concrete experiences that he's sharing that really drives that point home. Remember, this is a persuasion activity at the end of the day. He doesn't connect the dots between his experience and the role he wants. And some people do this. I'm going to call this out. He speaks in a robotic tone, reciting memorized lines. So this is like, and this happens a lot in the virtual world now with people interviewing on Zoom. You can tell that they're like reading off of a piece of paper. Okay. Well, my strengths are blah, blah, blah. And it's very robotic and you don't make a con- a personal connection with someone that way. And ultimately, it's it actually casts doubt in the person that they're talking to because this is about you. Like, this is a question about you. You should feel comfortable talking about you. Like, you're, you're the person who knows the most about you. And so if you feel like, you know, someone is being a little robotic with that or reading off of a piece of paper, it just, there's like this uh, disconnect. You're not able to connect with the person who you're talking to. Clint comes off unsure of himself. Like he's just not very confident. Now let's move over to Sharp Shana. Sharp Shana, she has done some of this work on the front end. Okay. She is ready for these questions. She is expecting them. She's not surprised when she gets them. And she like has prepared answers for them. And I'm going to talk about later how to do this prep work. So she's very comfortable when she gets this question. She's relaxed. She makes eye contact because she's like, this is about us connecting and me telling you, telling you about me. She's also practice being like warm when she talks to the person and she can answer the question in 30 to 90 seconds. So like I talked about hiring managers, recruiters, they're busy. They're trying to move on to the next person. And so that amount of time that you have with them is so valuable. You want to capitalize on the time that you have and you want to get good at quickly sharing what are your strengths, what are your skills, how does it relate, who are you, what do you care about, how do you make an impact, okay? She speaks naturally in a way that's not rehearsed and she's confident, like she comes off as confident in this conversation, okay? Now, moving on here, I'm going to show you a case study. So this is like how this looks to the recruiter and this, I'm going to share this experience with someone who used to do these interviews, right? So Clint, he is a teacher. He's been a teacher for six years. He is applying to program manager roles or a role at a nonprofit. And the recruiter asks him, will you please tell me about yourself? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read this. So he goes, sure. I'm currently a ninth grade English teacher. I'm Memorial High. I've been there for six years. I'm currently the department chair. I love my job and my kids. I consider myself to be a hard worker. Before teaching, I graduated from Texas A&M with a degree in biology that I actually never used. Ha ha ha. (laughs) I'm interested in pivoting into a nonprofit so that I can build new skills and still have an impact in my community. I saw your job posting on LinkedIn, and I think your mission is really exciting. I'm ready for a new challenge and adventure. Now, nothing that Clint said is a red flag. Okay, maybe he's a little unsure of himself. That's why he made that little joke about like, didn't use my biology degree, right? Because he's feeling a little uncertain. But there's nothing like that is a red flag. And he did talk about his, he did tell us about himself, but he fell a little short. Okay, so I'm going to show you what Shayna ends up doing instead. Shayna has the same experience as he does. She's also been a teacher for six years. She gets the same question for the same role. She says, sure, I have six years of experience as a math and science teacher at Memorial High. 
I have extensive program coordination ex- expertise as I've been the lead organizer for our after-school enrichment program, serving 500 students. I've organized 12 school-wide events, including our Keystone Fundraiser Talent Show and our college trips outside of Texas. I've used data-driven lesson planning to grow my students' academic performance by 50% this year, and I've been nominated as Teacher of the Year multiple times. I enjoy being a collaborative team player, often using my mediator skills to bring different stakeholders together. Well, damn, Shayna, like you're making us look bad, you know? And the thing is, like, when you think about a competitive job market, there's people who prepare, like Shayna, they're ready for these questions and everything's like ready to go and it's well rehearsed so that it's natural. And then you have people like Clint, who's unassuming, he's just, you know, he's just going off what he would just do naturally at a bar, like with a friend or something, right? And when you're trying to compete for the best jobs, you just owe it to yourself to do more of this prep work, okay? So I'm going to talk about that in a second. Another thing that's important here is like Clint and Shayna, Shayna may not be more qualified than Clint. Like that's that's kind of like the sad reality of like, we don't live in a meritocracy. Clint may actually be a better teacher than Shayna. We don't know that, right? Like we don't know that. And as a recruiter, I don't know that. I am just going off of what you're telling me and our interaction, okay? Whether that's good or bad, that's a separate thing, okay? But it is important for you to have this awareness that Clint and Shayna may both be equally qualified. Maybe Clint is more qualified. But unfortunately, Clint has not developed those communication skills to powerfully communicate his experiences and what he brings to the table. Okay. So they have different results. Clint, when he talks to his networking contacts, they're like, they walk away from a coffee chat with him and they're like, I don't really know what he's looking for. And when people don't know what you're looking for or how your background relates, they can't help you. Like they can't refer you to a role or a company. That's actually a benefit of people knowing these things about you is people come to you with opportunities. They're like, you would be such a good fit for this because they know about you. The recruiter is confused. He's like, you seem like a really sweet man and like hardworking and everything, but but like, I don't know what to do with you. That, that happens a lot as a recruiter. You're like, I don't know what to do with you. And so what? You get ignored. Move on. No one is checking for him. And if he does make it to an interview, he is beat out by people who are stronger communicators and can communicate their value proposition. Shayna, on the other hand, people know about her. They know the roles that she wants. And they understand the bridge. So they're able to refer her. They're able to advocate for her. And People are excited to help her. Like as a recruiter, I was excited to help certain people because they were just so good at communicating what they brought to the table that I was like, we need to get you in here somehow. I don't know which role, but we got to find a spot for you. And people don't get excited unless you are doing that legwork for them to help them see that. She is more likely to get moved on to the next stage in the process. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to ecmpodcast.com slash free course and sign up for my free job search training course. I teach you the three things that you need to know before you go into a job search process. My goal is to help you change careers with confidence and ease so you can move on with your life. I'll see you next week.